0: what's for lunch oh. t double blc stay in your seat what's for lunch today uh, brown bag
1: brown bag D. brown Hello, bag right lunch folks, welcome back t double blc season three episode 11 i looked it up beforehand to see what we were on we're getting getting close to the end of season three drew i like to do about 12 episodes in uh, I'm here with my co-host Drew Lester. per usual. I'm Curtis Quinn. How are we doing today?
0: We're doing just fine. It's a, a snowy, cold, dark Wednesday, but um, the new year is upon us. We're going to stay positive. We're going to stay hungry, and we're going to grind out through these winter months and get back to the the greatest season of, of all in New England—that's summer. So I don't want to hopefully...
1: bring you—I don't want to bring you down here, but it is only Tuesday. What did I say Wednesday you said Wednesday you thought you were on hump day already that's
0: the that's the negative mentality that I'm looking to extradite this year so there's a great example of that you know I was ahead of the game but you held me honest so we'll go with that um, yeah I'm doing just fine no complaints hopefully we can keep you guys entertained for you know the 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 future here
1: New year and new we-
0: pod. We can get through this goddamn pandemic that we're still in. Thanks for sticking with us, folks. And I hope everybody had a good New Year.
1: Hop into the holidays for us tomorrow, January 6th, a Wednesday. I would
0: would love to. See, I think that's why I was kind of ahead of myself. We have a few. Tomorrow is National Day of the Epiphany. So just having epiphanies, I guess. Yep. Uh, National Cuddle Up Day. National Bean Day, <laughs> in, oh. and Three Kings Day. I don't know. You may know. You're more of the historian. I don't know who the three kings are, and what their day is. But
1: I don't either. But I'd be willing to bet. You know, Egyptian kings, maybe. I, I that's think that's
0: sort of what the screenshot looks like. So we have that uh, National Cuddle Up Day. Maybe cuddle up with a loved one or a pet. Bean Day, I'm not a huge Bean fan, so I will not be participating. And then to wrap it up again, Epiphany Day as well. Those are the four for January, Wednesday the 6th.
1: Yeah, I I think it would be Egyptian. But the, I think they call them pharaohs, so maybe I'm off on that one. Who knows?
0: That is true. That is true.
1: Could More you, research will have to be done. Could you define epiphany for the the fans at home?
0: I So I knew you were going to ask that. And it kind of put me in a tough spot because I might be thinking of something else, but an epiphany to me is like, I remember I used to hear on like, or I guess not, I don't remember. I guess you hear it in like movies and stuff and the way they use it is like, Oh, I just had an epiphany, like something. The way I look at it is like, Oh, the stars aligned and you figured something out or you had like a, a thought that you hadn't had previously, where something just kind of came together in your head and you just thought of it. Like the light bulb's going off. That's Correct, what thing. yeah. Am I that, on the right track? That's
1: a, that's a good... Uh, the I syn- think that's the best way to put the it. The synonym it says for it is an enlightenment.
0: There you go. When so, the light bulb goes off in your head.
1: Boom. That's double B L C definition right there for you. <laughs> well, let's hop right into the uh, the love-hate segment of the week. We'll give you one love, one hate. I think that's what we'll kind of go ahead and do for the rest of the near future, and we'll see if we need to shake it up a bit. But we'll start off with you, Drew. What do you got?
0: So I'll start off with my love of the week, and this is probably going to preview what we might end up mentioning later. This is kind of a last-minute entry. I saw a couple of pump-up videos on Twitter, and I got to go with USA anything, USA Sports rooting for the country in the Olympics. We got USA Hockey tonight, World Juniors um I remember literally in tears on the floor when sydney Crosby put us out of our misery and I don't remember the year Kurt when they went into it was either late third period or overtime US Canada the last time that um
1: yeah
0: NHL players could play in the Olympics so probably close to over eight years ago at this point um but it's fun to, to root for the world Juniors it's like a little slice of the Olympics almost and a lot of these guys are studs who are going to end up in the NHL here if they aren't already. So um, love rooting for the country. We got USA versus Canada tonight in the gold medal match for World Junior Hockey. So tune in, I think, around 930. But nothing like representing your country in the sport that you love. So I'm going to go with that.
1: Okay. I like that. I think it was 2010. I believe it was in Canada, the uh, Olympics that year, Vancouver?
0: Yes, it could have been. Yeah, that's the, that sounds about right. Um, Because
1: 2014 was Sochi Russia, and we did not win that one. That was the T.J. Oshie year, and it was before that.
0: Yeah, um, you're thinking that, yep, okay. That makes sense. Well, either way, I've heard rumblings that we could possibly get um, a full slate of NHLers back in the Olympics here soon after when the next winters roll around. But tonight would be maybe a good preview of that if you want to tune into NHL Network or youtube or whatever reddit maybe um 9 30 so check it out yeah let's hear your hate, hate we're gonna jump right people. into it all right yeah my hate is an interesting one i saw it on twitter today and it kind of it resonated with me because i do like to consider myself one of the more anxious types of people and the types of people who don't really have add but the small things get to me and i kind of overthink things so this one is when you're when you're doing laundry, I like to think of like the completion of laundry as like a clean slate. Everything's done, you're set to go. But then you remember, Kurt, that the clothes that you're wearing are dirty. Then what do you do? Because <laughs> maybe for you, I feel like the only solution is to have a studio apartment with people who don't mind seeing you naked. Because then you can just literally take the clothes off your back, throw them in, and just throw you know, or just put on something else. But nothing bothers me more than when I'm, like, grinding through laundry, and then I'm all done folding. I look down, I'm like, wow. Like, the clothes I love, like these sweatpants or sweatshirt or whatever, are dirty. And I'm going to have to, like, wash it again and dry it and fold it up just to get it clean again. It's like, there's got to be a better way.
1: That's a little –
0: I think it's just naked laundry.
1: That's a little neurotic, I would say, because I feel like – I do my laundry sporadically. I don't do the... Now, this is because I have the in-unit, uh, the laundry, the washer-dryer, which is nice. But I, I feel like once it gets about half full, then I'm trying to do a load. But I I don't get through it all in like a couple of, couple of loads, that's for sure.
0: Oh, I usually grind it out, but yeah. Maybe I that's something I got to fix in my own head. Who the hell knows? Or just do less, do more... Kind of periodic spurts of laundry, not wait two months and then do 17 loads. Yeah, who knows? That, that would work.
1: Well, I'll we'll hop into uh, my love of the week here. I'm gonna go with Cobra Kai season three, Drew. It left me off with quite the cliffhanger. My our buddy Rick the umpire uh said he thought it was gonna roll right into another episode, which is almost a hate of the week on the like Netflix side when you. Or just mm-hmm. grinding, grinding, and then all of a sudden it goes to like the the just blank yeah. screen with like another TV show, and you're like, Oh, that's it. Uh, right. but loved the new season, I think it came out like January 2nd or something. Me and Rick crushed it. Yep. Uh, so Cobra Kai, love of the week, great show. Next up, for you, hate of the week. Oh, yeah, I, I think I heard this on a podcast, or I don't know where I heard it or read it, but. Uh, five hundred million dollars. That's the amount that's been spent on the runoff Senate races advertisement side in Georgia. How disgusting is that?
0: That's a that's a uh, that's a decent chunk of change. Half a
1: billion. That's half a billy.
0: Half a billy. You said yeah, half a billy. Half a billy.
1: When you and also when you line it up against the likes of you know. Barstool's done an incredible job of raising money. 18 million they're at now, and still going. They're going to get to 20 quite easily. But 500—that's 480 million more than them being at 20 on what I would consider is a gosh darn waste of money. Because I guarantee you, just like when it was political season down here in Florida the radio would come on and there'd be a political ad after political ad. And you're like, just get me back to the music, please. And I, that's the same thing that happens on TV. You're like, Oh my God, mute. Let's wait for the game to come back on. All right. And we're back.
0: Yeah. It's so that's something that I actually noticed, like in the advertising world too, you should see how the, how like the pricing spikes literally all fall um, in, in, even in the summer in preparation for this come last november it was it was incredible they were just stuffing these ads in like sardines wherever they could like you said tv radio billboard it doesn't matter it's just like an absolute tsunami of just uh, of nonsense nothing that i wanted to see certainly been a breath of fresh air since then but um that kind of is a good example it gives you an idea of how just ridiculously obnoxious it can be
1: yeah and you think with social media like you'd be spending less money almost like Mm. if you could get a good social media presence and then kind of push out your own messaging which would be ideal but still then like the social media sites are getting paid for ads and targeted ads and it's a mess but that's my head of the week let's roll right into some stock talk which we have not done in quite a while (laughs) it's been some time you know, we've been texting within the group. You've had some turbulent times. I mean, your boy, yeah. Jack, how's your ma? Where is he? Is he back? He's laying low, I heard.
0: So wherever he is, he should just, wherever he went today, Kurt, I'll put it this way. Wherever he went today, he should stay there for the next week or so. Because we're, we're up almost 4% on the day for Baba. Nice. Um, as a result of Baba we're up five and a half percent on Baba alone today. Um, almost 13 bucks. So we're grinding. I got it like last week, as you know, you can, you can kind of keep me honest for this. It was bad. Like I was in the basement. You, you drop, you dropped and ran and I'm, I was too late to the party. So I said, you know what? Um, I'm just going to sit pretty and, and take my, (laughs) take my licks and, uh, see where it takes me. And, we're on the up and up since then. We're still down a hundred beans, but it's uh it's not a I was gonna say it's not a marathon. It's not a wait, what is it? It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. That's what I think I wanna say. Yeah, I think
1: that's what you're getting at. I dropped
0: I'm trying I'm... to be patient, be steady as you say.
1: I dropped for you know, a pretty good loss. Uh about three hundred ish dollars, I think I dropped it for. Uh, but compared to what I've gained, it's it's not much. But I think I was just getting rid of it because I have no idea which way the lawsuits are gonna go on Baba. Which yeah, you, baba. you saying Baba is bananas baba. to me. Uh,
0: baba.
1: So I, I just wanted to get li- a little bit of the risk out of the portfolio, and totally. now I I guess I shouldn't say that because then this week I saw a forty percent drop in QuantumScape, and and you got any. Let no, me you tell you something about a gone. 40% drop, Drew. It should be, it, this is a TBLC rule right here. If yep, a stock sure. drops 40% in one day with very limited news, you must buy. Because the next day it's going up, which it did today. It went up it, it about to, $6, right? $7. Yeah.
0: I think it has to go up.
1: It has to. Like, that's just simple <laughs> That's a math. hashtag guarantee. Yeah. That's a that's a T double BLC at, guarantee. At over
0: forty percent buy, and you will make profit. You will yeah, make a.
1: Profit. The next day, that next trading day, you will. In make In twenty four
0: hours, you will have more money than you had the day before. And I'm that not going to tell you beyond
1: guarantee. that. It's It's very volatile. I don't expect to. You know. We're just, only
0: talking twenty four hours. Nothing yeah. more. Nothing less. Yes. Keep that in mind. That's important.
1: <laughs> so it's important. that's been a little bit of my uh, my trades lately. I, I added a couple more stag is another one it's more on the industrial front it it's like an owner of warehouses uh, that companies rent like big companies like amazon and all the online platforms uh they get apparently these warehouses rented out from from or bought from Mm -hmm. the ticker that is stag uh pretty low price 30 bucks i think right now on them so hopefully we'll see a little growth there and what else do i have snap I got into that a little while ago. Might not have been talking about it on the pod, but we still got our, you know, our haymakers of DraftKings, Neo, and Square.
0: Yeah, I'm so from my perspective, Disney again was one where I just took a peek. They're still steadily climbing. They're staying consistent.
1: I believe you that's dropped a, them.
0: I did, That's what I was. That's what I was alluding to. That one sucks for me. Um, the big dogs for me are Neo, DraftKings. Uh, a little bit of pen and then jet blue is one where I'm kind of just I got ten shares and I'm just kinda of sitting here waiting to see what happens. Um sort of playing the long game with them, hoping that once we get out of this shit show I can start seeing some uh some profits there. And then where did my Disney go? Half went into my half went into Neo, half went into Peloton.
1: Um Peloton been and well.
0: Yes. Been doing well. Pretty down $4 this week. Of course, as soon as I buy, they just continue going down. That's just (laughs) what this last two weeks have. It's been, I'll be honest, it's been a grind these last two weeks. Like we've just been taking hits and just trying our best to stay afloat. Um, But they rebounded today. They're looking pretty good. Um, still down thirty beans on Peloton, but I'm excited to have them uh, as an addition to the portfolio. But I'm a, me- I, I a do member remiss- of the a
1: member of exactly.
0: the team. Exactly, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Neo again. I know that's been like our big topic of conversation and dog for a while now. And I mean, they're up seven bucks this week almost. And they're gonna
1: have a good 2021. Wait. That's what everybody's saying. Everybody knows it, Drew.
0: They're just quietly continuing to grind continuing to increase and if you're not on the train yet i would i suggest getting on
1: they're resilient too when when you have a couple of down days it's a dollar or two here there and then they bounce back that's what you love to see from a stock folks
0: exactly so although the, the the portfolio has shrunk we've just put more of our investment into our big dogs and our the stars who got us here and that's what we're trying to really lean into at the start of 2021 um from my end so yeah awesome
1: well with that let's move on to the nfl per usual we'll talk uh through i didn't watch much football this week i was traveling and then i got out golfing the next morning didn't really watch anything because the patriots game was meaningless uh i would like if we just did not talk about the patriots here and we focus more on let's not let's the playoff it. teams
0: before we talk about the playoff teams, care I have to address this. It has been, without a doubt, one of the largest topics of conversation in the NFL world for a non-playoff team that I've ever witnessed two days after the season ends. And that's with Doug Peterson, the Philadelphia Eagles. I called them out before before any of this happened, and I'm here to <laughs> call them out again. Do okay. you know what I'm talking about?
1: I do. I See, you sound like you're on the side I'm opposite of, of the— I, it's not that I want there to be thrown games in the NFL, Drew, but I expect it, and it doesn't really bother me that you know the likes of the Giants got screwed, like got screwed in quotation air quotations I'm so, doing here. They won freaking what six games in six games six. So yeah, I don't ever want to see a six and ten team in the playoffs. So if that's what it takes to get a a seven and nine like horrible team in yeah. i'll take
0: it yeah so i will completely agree with you 100 i don't want anyone to get it twisted the giants have absolutely first off they should stay out of the eagles business right if you have six wins you have no right to say to criticize anyone any coach any team because absolutely. you just simply don't deserve to be there yep if you have six wins in the nfl and you finish there with and you lose 10 games there's absolutely no reason you should be in the playoff so Joe Judge and Saquon and Eli Manning and all these guys have to just take a couple steps back, look themselves in the mirror, and realize they're their they are their own problem.
1: And realize we lost what uh, ten games this year. So all you needed was one of those games to flop.
0: Exactly. You lose ten games. You shouldn't even you shouldn't be mad at someone else for screwing your playoff chances. You you had ten other chances to get in.
1: What are your thoughts on like? doing this just from the draft perspective because that significantly so, helps them there uh losing that game rather than winning
0: yeah so here's the way i look at it and this could be me just completely looking way too far into things kurt but i personally for what happened this year with the eagles with injuries and carson went and in everything and i feel like Personally, I would value having control of the locker room, having a respectably decent relationship with my rookie, what's going to be franchise quarterback, over increasing your draft stock by three picks. Like, I get it. Nine to six is pretty impactful, especially for a team with a lot of holes like the Eagles. In a meaningless game, I get it and it, it, you know it probably wasn't Doug Peterson's fault. I I don't think. I, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, is that call I'm coming gonna, from up top like before the game like if it's I close?
0: I think I would think it's just unfortunate and I there was reports from Bleacher Report and a couple other folks that after the game there were a bunch of Eagles who were who were pissed. And there's guys like Jason Kelsey and those guys like Jason Kelsey came out 2 weeks ago the Eagles franchise center, a captain of the team. Basically saying, anytime they go out in the football field, the idea is to win. There should be no other incentive, no other goal other than to, for every single player on that team and the coaches to play and coach to win the game. End yeah. of story, regardless of anything, any other variable. So it's a little bit interesting to me to kind of try to guess, you know, what's what's going on in that locker room now, this offseason. With, with a decision like that being made...
1: Is that worth you know, three picks is what you're exactly. weighing Exactly. And everybody
0: and their mother knowing that putting that kid in in the third quarter, regardless of how Jalen Hurts is playing, you know he gives you a better chance to win. It's obvious. The kid they put in hasn't been playing since 2018. I mean, it's it's outrageous. So, from that perspective, I'm not totally on board with it, Kurt. I think there could be some locker room issues, even more than there probably already was with the Carson Wentz show. Um but again, the Giants should stay out of their, stay out of that. It's their own fault that they're out. And if anyone's criticizing Washington, I think you're crazy. You can't. What they're not going to apologize for winning a the game. They're in the no. playoffs. Good for them. So also, it's, just com- to, it's completely on the Eagles.
1: Just to add to that too, I think I, that's why I almost like that it's there. It's because now the owners have and the coaches have to weigh the decision of like. Yeah, we can move up in the draft here a lot, but also every player on our team hates our guts. Like, You're going to have to pick one, which is nice that it's that way because it it forces teams to not want to throw it. Obviously, we saw a case of that uh, this past week, but I hopefully... For the good of the league, the Philadelphia Eagles implode next year again. And it it shows you that, you know, tanking for three spots up doesn't actually do anything.
0: Yeah. And if you're a free agent, too, Kurt, or like an assistant that's applying for a bunch of, you know, different roles, who in their right minds, after what they just witnessed in prime time on Sunday Night Football, is going to want to go there and play? for a year or two the,
1: the answer is nobody but i also nobody, now nobody have to, to i have to pose this question to you go ahead do you respect the jets now for winning do so you like do you win? like that they want like they kept winning you know instead of possibly getting a trevor lawrence character yeah it do which I hey them? so bad bowl game bad bowl game by the way
0: uh, we'll get into that i'll, I'll address that after i I respect the Jets for playing their asses off for 17 weeks. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, they clearly weren't tanking. They, they cost themselves a franchise all world quarterback. So I respect them for playing their asses off till week 17. I disagree with tanking completely. And I know if you're a player or a coach trying to provide for your family and trying to create stability in the league, the last thing you want to do is take a playoff or make any mistake like even if you're the Jaguars and you're you you win week one, you lose out. These guys are still gonna play their asses off for for a job. So I don't see any situation where any players or coaches, and maybe it wasn't even Doug Peterson, but the egos I hope they implode next year. That's the moral of the story. And good for Washington. We'll see what happens uh, when Brady goes to Washington. I know. I don't know uh, if you saw Chase Young I run off the field. I saw it. I mean, it. how many times have we seen that movie play out? It's the brutal. GIF.
1: It's the GIF uh, from SpongeBob. How many lessons do we have to teach you, old oh, man? Oh,
0: my God. Poor Chase Young, that poor kid. He just doesn't know. Like, he's he's just a wee kid, Kurt. He's younger than us. So he's going to get – they're probably going to get beat by 35. Um, it's going to be brutal, I think. But good <laughs> for watching him for getting in. It's a cute story. And uh, – we can move on from there. That's all I really had on the Eagles. They can go screw themselves. The Browns are in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs for the first time in God knows how long. And They play coach, the
1: same exact team that same they exact played team, week 17. Two
0: weeks in a row. And their head coach and five players are ineligible to participate because of COVID. So that is incredibly Browns. So I'll just keep it at that. And incredibly unfortunate. Hopefully they can they can try to piece it together and give this deal as a run for their money because – they're my fraud of the week every week until they get bounced from the playoffs.
1: I see that division uh, particularly just beating each other up in the playoffs, too, because I'm looking at the bracket here. You got Steelers-Brown at uh, the 3C and the 6C, and then you got right below them, they face the winner of Titans-Ravens. I, oh, yeah. Just to dig into a little bit of playoff predictions, I don't see the Ravens losing that game. And I Against know, the Titans? yeah, I know you've been high on Tennessee a couple, and I was too. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't see. I think the Ravens' offense is more dynamic than the Titans' in their defense is by far and
0: away a lot better than the Titans' defense. I would agree. My one caveat uh, caveat I guess is super obvious, but Derrick Henry in the playoffs, if that's a four o'clock or an eight o'clock game in Baltimore and it's cold out, (laughs) it's under 30 degrees. You can see the guy's breath. Derrick Henry's going to get the ball 35 times, and he's probably going to rush for over 100 and a touchdown.
1: But that's the problem I see with them is it's going to be that reliance. Not not that they're one-dimensional because Tannehill's had a great year. He has. The fact that that's the game plan, it's the same with Baltimore too. What team gets up by a touchdown or maybe 10 points first, I don't see that team losing the game.
0: I I would agree. T- Titans cannot play from behind because they rely on running the ball, as do the Ravens. So that could be like a nine to th- nine to three game. Who the I'll knows? give
1: I'll give Lamar props. Uh, what what was the game this year? I think it was versus the Browns that they ended up coming back. He had the it was the like poop game when he ran off with the cramps.
0: Oh yeah, and then he came back and threw a dime he, to win the game. He threw he threw the ball to win
1: that game. So that shows me that they can do that. I guess
0: hundred percent. hundred percent.
1: Now, top, I love the, go bad. ahead. Top half of the bracket, unless you have something else to say on them.
0: No, that's it for them.
1: Uh, you got chiefs with the buy and then you got bills and Col- Colts. Do you see any universe in which the Colts win that game?
0: No, I think it'll probably be a blowout unless for some crazy reason, the bills can't stop the run, but I feel like they've done a pretty good job of stopping it all year. Um, they have two really good cornerbacks in Tredavious White and Josh Norman. The Colts really only have T.Y. Hilton and n- no one else that really scares me in the passing game. So that's another team. If they get down by 10, 13, 14 points, they're in trouble because Phillip Rivers, we love him to death. He, he's not going to be able to really sling it for like 300 yards. Um, so I think they're relying on the Dinkin and Duncan in the run game. But I think the – What was I just completely lost my turn of thought? Who are they playing?
1: (laughs) Uh, it'll be Buffalo and the Colts.
0: Buffalo. I think Buffalo probably runs them out of the building. I I like Buffalo going to the AFC Championship.
1: Okay. Well, I my question I would pose on this, it's very simple. When's the last time Phillip Rivers won a playoff game? I probably couldn't tell you. I believe it was two thousand seven, maybe?
0: Yeah, I mean he 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 simply doesn't have the clutch gene and we joke about it all the time. Even if they do go down, he'll, he's not afraid to throw the ball, it's just that he's he's pretty much physically incapable at this point and if he gets one down the field, it's probably going to get picked.
1: Yeah, I and if you if it's close, say come down to the fourth quarter, is there anybody you want less on that field than Philip Rivers?
0: Yes, Cam Newton.
1: Anybody in the playoffs?
0: Uh, let me take a quick. No, he's probably he's probably the worst quarterback in the playoffs. Am I? Am I? Am I thinking? Am I missing someone crazy? I'd rather have Alex Smith than Philip Burvis.
1: The only other one I could think off, current form,
0: maybe. I'd rather have I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky than well,
1: than Philip Rivers. I I think Trubisky's form has been better than uh, the likes of Jared Goff you
0: you'd rather have no i'm saying
1: current form i'm not saying i would rather have that i'm saying current form like rivers has played better than jared goff has been atrocious he has been let's hop over to the nfc packers got the bye you got the two seed saints versus the number seven bears once once again it seems pretty simple here it seems like a simple pick
0: that's going to be a demolishment if kamara can play and michael thomas can play and Drew Brees has another week of, of healing those ribs. That uh, Saints have been pretty much my NFC pick all along. I think that game could be really bad. Really, it could get out of hand. Because what's going to happen is the Saints will go up 13, 14 points. Uh, there goes David Montgomery, stock. It yeah, will completely plummet because they won't be able to run the ball much. And I think if Trubisky has to score or you know construct two – or you know, two and a half, three scoring drives to try to stay within the game, he's bound to either get a Cameron Jordan strip sack or get picked. Or I just don't think they have enough firepower to keep up with the Saints offensively if their stars are healthy.
1: Yeah, and to note on that Kamara ordeal, uh, he tested positive. I think it was Thursday, and it's 10-day quarantine. So he's lucky they didn't have a Saturday game because if they did, he would not have had the chance to even play. So he is still being considered uh, to possibly play there. I, I got new. I got the Saints in a route on that one. Uh, next up, yep. Se- Seahawks-Rams, three versus the six.
0: Uh, this is – I can kind of take this one to start. Kurt, I'm going to be honest. I think you can flip a coin. I really do. I don't see – I can't pick anything out that would say okay this team gets the edge like the Seahawks defense has improved but it's still uh, with that Rams offense if if Goff can be relatively decent and protect the ball they're going to get gashed and Russell Wilson has I mean at at least the beginning of the year he's playing like an MVP so I don't know I really I don't know about this one I want to hear your take
1: Uh, I don't I think it's going to be close like you're saying I think it's the best on this slate of games yeah, I would agree. Because I, I don't think, I don't know, I just don't have a great feeling about anybody else in this bracket of not winning. But I like the, I like Seattle here. I mean, in Seattle, yeah, it's COVID, so no fans. But Rams have just not been playing well recently, and Seattle they kind of
0: squeaked in. I feel like they kind of, yeah, they almost did. Almost went off the tracks to the end. They kind of squeaked in against the, uh, the Cardinals there. And Kyler Murray came back in that game, almost gave them a run for their money. So they sort of, they just survived.
1: They did. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, Goff has been playing terrible. That's why I have to lean towards Seattle here. Russell Wilson yep. will get the do- job done somehow. The Yeah, that's, it's the closest game along with maybe the Titans and the Ravens, but yeah, that's all but, I got to say about it. I, I don't really have any other factors to to mention.
0: No, I mean that's it is what it is. Now any your, other you're both oh,
1: yeah, we got our boy, Tom, Bucks versus Washington. They're going to Washington. Yeah. What's gonna yeah. happen?
0: I guess my question would be my first question is, is Mike Evans gonna play? He had a nasty knee injury, hyperextended. I, I swear to god I felt it in both my legs when it happened. Um AB looks like he's, like it's five years ago. Chris Godwin's involved. I. I have a very hard time picking against the Bucks here, obviously, um, but this Washington team is weird. Like there, there's no possible way that they keep up, um, offensively. It, it's just it's quite literally impossible. On both sides, but defensively. Washington sneaky good Um, they can get pressure on the quarterback and we know what happens when when Brady gets pressured but at the end of the day I think I'm not going to overthink this one or try to be funny I think it's a pretty easy pick
1: yeah I got Tampa in a pretty hand handily one one uh thinking like a a 10 to 14 pointer like where it's not maybe Washington scores something late garbage
0: yeah no that makes sense but, yeah it'll be
1: i think we pointed out the two games to watch there uh ram seahawks and then titans ravens i i see the ravens somehow just blowing out the titans though that's the only thing i can it, say it's about almost that you can almost
0: call it like the revenge game of last year where the titans shocked them and they were doing like derrick henry was throwing touchdown passes and they pretty much ran them out of the building when the ram when the ravens were supposed to be this crazy new fast offense and the number one seed and nobody could stop them. And they were going to scream all the way to the super bowl. And then the Titans embarrass them at, at their own place. I agree with that.
1: And I think the flip, the scripts are flipped here too, because the Titans kind of, you know, got a little weaker down the stretch of the season where the Mm -hmm. Ravens came on full fledged and won a span of what, like five something games straight to to get in. There
0: was a point there, Kurt, when we beat Baltimore, the Pats, where they were sliding out of the playoffs and we were sliding in early on, like people were very low on the on Baltimore. Yeah, it, it, just the fact that they were merely in the discussion with us, um, that just goes to show everything. So, yeah, we'll see. Baltimore is a weird one. It, will they come to play? And is Lamar going to protect the football and not be an idiot? That's really what it comes down to for me. Yeah, I'm going to. Like with... Sometimes tries to do too much, but I don't know.
1: Lamar's first playoff win coming this week all right let's talk a little bit here about the first tournament of the golf season drew the tournament i think it's the century tournament of champions i got just we'll just do a pick em right here so it's everybody who won from last year who's gonna win it's in kapalua hawaii it's kind of a mountainous course big wide fairways I'm trying to ease you into a pick here uh it rewards the longer hitters i would say i'm gonna go with justin thomas
0: you're just—are you trying to serve this to me on a silver platter? I was trying to get you to pick someone. So I believe oh, man. I don't know. He, he kind of rubbed me the wrong way with all the excuses. Big, last wide fairways.
1: In. Just huge, huge fairways. <laughs> Can't miss
0: them. I'll go with them. Why not? I'll go with—I think— the excuse train in the, oh, I wasn't feeling good mentally, physically at the uh, the Masters kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I see him coming back into the public eye, Bryson, and performing as we would expect this time around in this tournament.
1: Okay. Well, he just reached 211 ball speed today. That's his like record ball speed for this year and like encompassing last year. And I will say, I saw a video of him on the practice screen today. It was a little windy. He had one of his minions out there with an umbrella blocking the wind from affecting his ball on short putts.
0: That's wild.
1: So who knows? I don't really
0: know what to think of that.
1: I don't know if he's testing how much the wind is affecting it moving or if he's being mentally weak and won't putt with wind.
0: That's the thing. I don't know what... I I didn't know really what angle you were going to take on that, you know?
1: I don't know what angle. I'm going to take the angle. He's the scientist. He's trying to see how much the ball will move in the wind. Right? so. So so he has like a placebo run, which is the umbrella block in the wind, and then you take the umbrella out and see how much it moves.
0: Okay, okay. That makes sense. A little trial and error. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll go that route. Give him the benefit of the doubt there.
1: Okay, uh, let's. That's enough for sports. I think we covered everything there.
0: Yeah, for the most part, Celtics are up beginning down. to be in full swing. Bruins start in a few weeks, and boy, am I fired up for that! Other than that, that's pretty much it for now. I think.
1: Yeah, tribute out to Big Z, the captain. Oh man, that Le- one leaving the bees. They off. had to do
0: it to us, didn't they, to finish out the year after. After everything that we went through this year as New England Sports fans, they had to do it to us with, with Big Z. Yeah. Brutal. Hell
1: you Hold God. on. Now I have to actually, this is a good point to bring up, because you put a a tweet out there that had the likes of Tom Brady, Zidane O'Chara, uh, Mookie Betts, oh, yeah. and Tori Krug, which I let slide because the other one was so bad that you had oh, on yeah. there. Gordon Hayward, because he absolutely did nothing, nothing for the city of Boston. Like barely even played a game.
0: I would disagree. I think he had it a little bit rough here from the beginning. I was a pretty big fan of him. Um, Did Brad utilize him to the best of of his ability? No, but I certainly think he he would help any team that he's on. He certainly wouldn't hurt them. So I'm going to include him. Another – Big athlete, big name athlete that we lost this year.
1: The problem is you put it up against the likes of Z, Brady, (laughs) Mookie Betts. Like those three, if you put those three in a category, Drew. I'm
0: half joking, half being sarcastic, but I like the guy, so I include it.
1: I had to let Tory Krug slide uh, like with those three names up top because that one was so bad.
0: Hey, it is what it is. We'll agree to disagree. I'm not saying he's anywhere in the same stratosphere as the top three and even Krug in terms of impact. But I included them just for fun.
1: I hated it. I hated every second. I wanted to (laughs) smash my phone when I saw it.
0: Can you agree that the outcome of your statement made it worth it? The gif that I included? Speaking of gif madness coming up soon. What gif was it? It was the one that said, how about no with the sloth? (laughs) Oh, that's the
1: sloth one is unmatched. That's an all-time one. That (laughs) might be like like a, that's got to be like a, maybe a three- three or four seed in the I in the GIF Madness. Five, that's
0: got to be seeded in the top five. Uh, that's my per my request.
1: That could make a run. That could make a run. All right, let's head up Drew's dad joke here. We got a good one this week. I've heard it before. I don't let's know if I'm going to be able about. to finish it off, though.
0: Brought to you by Glossier. Here we go. Strippers don't have air conditioners in their houses, Kurt. What do they have instead of air conditioners? Uh oh. Strippers only fans air conditioners fans yep strippers don't have air conditioners in their houses only fans
1: yeah that's yeah
0: a, a little pg-13 rated hour play on words
1: it's yeah like an animated alligator depending how you t- take it those twitter Dependent accounts like are you.
0: the best unbelievable
1: oh man what else we got we got any uh frauds this week
0: um, the Steelers will be my fraud until they lose to Cleveland this week without their head coach and five of their players. And they'll continue to be that. Let's see what else. If I have anything else, here's one for you. In that's my, impressive.
1: My dad, you rolled a, a 2020 fraud into 2021.
0: I did. This is something a little bit off the beaten path that I want to bring up because I'm curious what your take is. I should have brought it up in the sports segment, but, but I'm going to bring it up now anyways. Um, Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers is being considered for a ton of head coaching jobs. Okay. And he's one of those like, who, rah, pump up, smash his head against somebody's face mask, like needs to, needs to hold that guy on the sidelines. My dad made a good point and I agree with him completely. If you need a, a hold back guy, or you need to be put on a leash or somebody holds your pocket on the sidelines, so you don't commit any penalties. I just we didn't really, you don't, you're not really head coach material to me. You're not very calm, cool, and collected. You know, you don't see Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, McVeigh, any of these guys. I mean, McVeigh to an extent, but I don't really think you see a, a ton of these, these, you know, I wouldn't say veteran, but effective coaches who are getting respect from the players, the teams in the league, et cetera, who need to hold that guy, who are juiced up headbutting people, getting pumped up like this guy.
1: I think I agree with you, but I will offer this in uh, the the countersuit to your allegation. Uh, I don't also want a Jim Caldwell, who has been described as a dead man.
0: <laughs> just vegetates on the sidelines, no energy. Kind of yeah. like that kind of run. Of, who was our interim head, interim manager last year for the Red Sox? Ron Reneke. Great example of just a... Just a body, right? Just a yeah. warm body, just a, a skeleton, chair, a skeleton, <laughs> quite literally. Like a, um, as Leah would say, the. Uh, oh, what is
1: it? I think Not- as as rah as you get in the NFL, I feel yeah. like, is I think Pete Carroll's up there. Yeah. But I think that's a good type of like that's a he's an old guy kind of keeps it on the younger side. He's obviously been successful. I think he's like where you top out at rara
0: yeah i think that's as far as i would go um is about pete Carroll because there's evidence that shows that he it resonates with the players he connects with them and obviously he's had success so that's about as far as i'd go we'll see if somebody hires him takes a chance on him could end up being a, a matt patricia type a guy who may just simply be better suited in a decoordinated role, but we'll see. We got a lot of vacancies. It's going to be a pretty chaotic couple weeks, couple months here in the NFL, so figured I'd bring that up and get, get your take on it.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll close it out here with a quote. This one comes from Jumanji 2. I don't know if it's Jumanji 2, if there's an actual name to it. It's one of the few movies I hadn't seen on the Delta uh, airplane – they have not—that could be a hate of the week. I should have used that. They haven't loaded their, their movies, and I know there hasn't been a lot of movies coming out, but give me a cycle. Give me some old classics even on there, Delta. You've had the same 20 movies up on new movies since September when I last flew. Really? Yeah, it's, it's getting bad. I'm rewatching stuff because they haven't That's changed brutal. anything. So that was a little Delta, you're
0: called out right now. Delta's on the hot seat for the week. Yes. Switch it in movie. Fr- yeah. Hey, frauds. <laughs> Delta, Fraud of the Weeks, switch your damn movies up. We're coming for that ass.
1: This one comes from uh, Danny DeVito in Jumanji 2. And he said, after ranting the whole movie about, you know, getting old and stuff, and he's just this miserable old guy, it sucks when you get old. You get to the end of the movie, it's uplifting. He says, getting old is a gift.
0: That's it. Simply put. There's a lot of weight, folks. It's a good one.
1: With that, wrapping up season three, episode eleven. We'll have our finale next week. See if Drew can come up with anything creative. And that's it. <laughs> Playing us out. The birthday. birthday the birthday boy.
0: Birthday boy. Happy birthday, Pat. The music Happy man. Day,
1: Pat from last year. What's
0: for lunch? G Double B L C Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Uh, brown bag, brown bag. D. Brown bag lunch group.